Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Hey, y'all. This is Eric back with My Ship Story Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with the usual suspects. Brad and Scott. Scott, what's going on in your world? Nothing much. Just, you know, I figure I could say it's been fun being in movies. So that's always fun to do something different and see what goes into making a movie. As you saw earlier, you saw my, my uh, Jurassic, my my very bad experience doing the One, one Chip Challenge. So probably not going to be doing a, a, hot chi- a hot challenge anytime soon in this lifetime. Okay, that chip challenge, I was laughing my ass off watching you in pain like your eyes were just bulging and all red and and snot coming out and like (laughs) it was just so funny i could not stop laughing yeah my body instantly tried to reject it like that's what happens when you go through that all of a sudden without warming up to it and you instantly get the hiccups yeah i never gotten hiccups from that but yeah anyhow bradley doing good Good, uh, much better day today. Got everything back together. Got the wife's car running again. So I never even got to that. Did I yesterday? I was no. trying to tell everybody that my wife's car broke down and, and uh, I never got to that, but I got it running again. So no big deal. It, all it Good. needed was a new battery. Well, that's mission nice accomplished. It's a mission battery. It's a battery replacement week because my, my kid's truck, you know, mm-hmm. I tried to charge it, jump it, drive it around. Wasn't working. We just replaced the battery yesterday and we decided oh, to ch- check the oil because you know the hood was open and and uh, we had no oil, so we went and got oh, no. a whole bunch of oil. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not good. That's not about good. it. Remember how I said we we picked up a third dog because I we rehomed a dog, and uh, a friend of ours gave us her dog who looked like my old dog who passed away. And then I had a client that is uh, she runs a dog grooming business, and I had been talking to her about like, oh, we want a third dog and all this and. You know, once we sold the house, I haven't really talked to her all that much. All of a sudden, I got a text today like, look at this puppy. Do you want this Chihuahua puppy? You know, he needs to be real rehomed. He's only two or three months old. And I'm like, damn it. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, okay, when we go, when can we go see him? (laughs) So we might have a dog number four on the way now. Uh, Luckily, we live out in the country. So, well, we might be up to four dogs here pretty soon. I have a hard time. I think we're going to have a really (laughs) hard time passing up a two to three month old puppy. So I'm very excited to talk to this guest. We haven't spoken in a long time, but uh, we worked together on, I believe it was the Majesty of the Seas. Uh, She was a crew staff and now works for NCL. So she stayed in the cruise business. Um, Welcome to the show, Kelly Gustafson and now Powell, recently married. So congratulations. Hi, Hi, everybody. Hey, Kelly. So excited. I think think we've all worked with you at one point. Yeah, I think. I don't know if I worked with, I think I worked with Brad too. Yeah, Um, at the same time that we mm -hmm. worked together on The Majesty, Brad was on there too. But Brad just didn't socialize. That's why you probably don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that we were on The Song of Norway at the same time. Oh, yes. Lots of stories on The Song of Norway for sure. Great, great ship. Um, But I listen to you guys every week and I just want to say what a joy your podcast is. 
and I'm excited to be here that I was invited to tell my story. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it. It's, you know, we love hearing from everybody and I yeah. am so excited to have you on. You know, I've noticed that, you know, when we're in uh, Facebook groups and stuff like that, and I see you comment, I was like, okay, we need to get Kelly on here. And so I'm so glad that you, you agreed to come on. And just for everybody out there, you don't have to wait for us to invite you. You can, you can invite yourself. You can, you can contact us. If you want to be on the show, just give us a holler. We want you on. Yeah, exactly. Some, sometimes exactly. it goes better that way because sometimes that's going. better, you know, uh, because we'll stalk you down and we'll send you nine or 10 <laughs> invitations, you know, until you tell us to shut up and go away. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make yeah. it strike you down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but I think a, a couple of us has been already blocked from <laughs> contacting people. <laughs> so, yeah. So anybody wants to come on, of course, just reach out to any one of us or all of us and, uh, and we'll have you on the, on the podcast. That'd be, it'd be great. I'd like to get some of the uh, new people that I work with on NCL because. Oh, that would be I, great. I watch them now and they're all young and I'm living, you know, living again what they went through but it's so different from when we got when we were on ships yeah they don't have as much fun yeah no i was gonna say if you're apprehensive remember that if you don't want to come on if you don't want to do the video thing that turns into audio whatever uh or if you have a nice juicy story you can always email us your story and we can read it on the air at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com so if you don't want to come on just email us and we'll read your story. We can either say this is from whoever, or we can read it anonymously, which we've already done. Uh, there was a couple of really good stories that we read uh, from anonymous from some cruise line. And uh, so that's always an option too. Just remember that. Definitely. So real quick, cause I know you're at NCL, although you're, you're based in Tampa, correct? Right. I work at the creative studios um, here in Tampa is where they all come to rehearse the shows. So I work actually in um, the costume department and it's completely different, but I'm still around the shows. NCL has some fantastic shows. We're doing actually Broadway shows now, um, scaled down oh, to about cool. 90 minutes. So that's wow. perfect. Really good I've shows. always thought that that was the best way to go because some of those old production shows were really cheesy. And I always thought, why don't they do like one act Broadway shows or just shorten them to like one, like like you said, 90 minutes is the, the perfect length. And I was curious, uh, so what shows are they doing? And I know we're getting um, ourselves here, but what, what doing, shows are they currently doing? We're um, doing Kinky Boots, Footloose. Oh, cool. Um, I like it already. We've done Legally Blonde. I mean, uh, we're doing all kinds. We're, we're actually doing six, which is amazing. It's about to hit Broadway. It actually was going to hit Broadway right when COVID happened. But if you haven't seen that show and listened to that music, I highly recommend it. Six. It's going to be oh, the I next gotta, big I, thing. Oh, six cool. women. Cool, cool. So, real quick, do you know Christian Weindorf? No. He is the I I because you're based up there. I didn't think you might, but he's like the senior VP of HR uh, and does fleet recruitment. No, but I will throw your name around now that I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know him. I'll be like, hey, you know my friend Eric. Yeah. Give so me a I. I recruited him to come work for Princess when I was at Princess. And so I recruited him as my recruitment manager, but then I left and, uh, and then he ended up going back to NCL. And so, yeah, so he's like a, a, I think a VP or senior VP of HR over there. So yeah, you can tell him I said, hello, if you ever run into him. Yes. You know, I um, love Royal Caribbean. It'll always be my favorite, but 
yeah. and Seattle's right here in Tampa. And so it worked out for me. You know, I, I don't know if you guys remember a lot or the different parts of the show called Showstoppers. And then I think Showstoppers too. But um, I always thought those were cool. I mean, I know they were dated and stuff and, and stuff like that. But, you know, if they did something like that, like an updated version, like Showstoppers 3 or something. So you- Showstoppers, I really liked because it it was more like Broadway numbers, yeah. right? They were showstoppers. So I really enjoyed those. And we had some great singers uh, in those years at Royal Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, we need to get Deb Sisson on here. Um, yeah. She's just an amazing singer. Um, but I think some of the other shows that I've seen later on, like remember we did that reunion cruise and mm-hmm. we saw some of those shows and we were like, it wasn't all that fantastic. They were not good. I'll just say no. that at all. Like yeah. they, and it was, I mean, well, the show was like 30 minutes and it was, uh, it had been the same show for like 10 years or something. I mean, you know, back when we were on and they did a show for, they did a, a show for three years and then they deinstalled that entire show and brought on a whole new thing. Um, but yeah, that, that show on the majesty was not good. And there was yeah. only a cast of like five people or something. Let's hear a little bit, Kelly, how did you ever, you know, get started on ships? What was your, that process like for you? Well, actually it was, um, I was really young, like 21 going on 22 and I'm from a real small town in Florida called Plant City, Florida, the winter strawberry capital of the world. And I went, was working at Busch Gardens in the entertainment department and I always loved Love Boat, uh, loved Julie <laughs> on the Love Boat. I actually worked with Steve Ennis, Steve yeah. Parker, which is uh, with Spark, they called it. Sparky. I worked with Jennifer Bender, who's also Jennifer Gustafson yep. now. And I worked with um, Jerry Feeney, which she was a different name at that time as well. Um, they all were like, oh, we're going to go try out for ships. But back then, you just sent a tape in singing or what. It was a lot more strict for crew staff. With You had to have it in um, kind of a talent for that position. I just got lucky. And Dave Vanapass hired me like on a Wednesday and said, can you be here on a Sunday in Puerto Rico? And I was like, I'm going to go for it. Did Not you know really. where Puerto Rico was? Okay. <laughs> I was such a fish out of water. You just made Brad feel a lot better. <laughs> Way better. You're the you're the first person that that, that kind of didn't know. Okay. Well, yeah. No, yeah, the second I mean, I, after you, after Brad. So Brad feels comfortable yeah, because yeah. he didn't I know, know what San Juan was. I know they spoke Spanish there, so I yeah. got my whole life going. And then <laughs> I got off and, and I just jumped on the Monarch. It, I had just came over from the crossing, so I was like the second crew, I guess, from when that all started. And June Spinelli was my ACD. And, June. And I think um, I think it was our Dennis Shortino was my first cruise director, and he was great. He was like, okay, we do the welcome aboard show in a couple hours. You got to go out and say your name, and this is what's going to happen. My head was spinning. And then we just hit the stage running and 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 met a lot of great people, and it was the best time of my life, but I was definitely very naive um, <laughs> coming from Plant City. Thank God I had Steve Ennis by my side. You know, I had never been around all those kind of people. I'd never really been around people who drank. Um, Did you come on as crew staff or were you sports director or? I came on as crew staff singer. That's how I used to hire my crew staff dancer, crew staff singer. And then I moved in after that to being um, hostess. I got to be sports director, ACD. So I kind of moved up and got to do all those different things. I probably was hostess as long as anything else but we always did the shows I, I got to promote country night at the welcome aboard show with 
you know, the country song and, you know, all this stuff. And um, that was always a blast. And I got to sing with Steve Parker, which we were friends. And and it was a great time. Um, great time had by all. Um, but I did learn a lot. <laughs> and I think I was shocked more than anything else. Um, so what never, year was that? That was like 91? 90, I, th- yeah, I think it was right at 89 or 90 when I went on. Oh, Maybe wow. it wasn't oh. the monarch. I think it was the monarch, but I did it for a long time up until like 2001, I think. I oh, really wow. did all of my 20s and some of my 30s. So, wow. Oh, yeah. So you were there for quite a while because I yeah. left in 96. Um, Scott left in 99, 98, 99. Mm-hmm. And then Brad was the the, the, the long termer that stayed yeah. uh, a longer. Well, but I left I left Royal in 95. No, and, 96. And- Oh, right. 96. Yeah. 96. <laughs> Damn it. I'm glad you're here to remind me. I, I, I know your shift, history Eric. more than you, than you do. <laughs> I know. I know. I want to keep saying 95. It's 96. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. So why don't, why, let's get started here with some of these ship stories. What do you have for us? <laughs> my name is Kelly Gustafson and this is my ship story. Kind of naive, a country girl from Plant City. And at this time, I think it was either the Monarch or the Majesty. Um, I was working with a cruise director and a really crazy cruise staff guy that probably uh, is still crazy. Love him to death, but he's crazy. Crazy fun. And he was always getting me in different situations. Who's who's that? And who is that? It might or might not be Paul Vogel. Probably so. He was always doing crazy things like, Kelly, can you cover this? Can you do that? I mean... There was one time he hooked up with Angie Everhart, who was um, a big model at that time. And I get a page from him because back then we had pages saying, come up to, um, can you come up to this suite? I need to give you the sports keys because you need to pass out um, strip shape shirts. I'm not going to make it. And I go up there and there is Angie Everhart in the tub in a bubble bath with Paul Vogel talking to her, hanging out in the passenger section. Wow. wow but that's not the story wow. I was going to tell. That's just one thing he did to me. And right. I was like, oh, shit, I can't be in the passenger Okay, explain cabin. that story in, in super detail, um, <laughs> excluding Paul. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. Um, but on, that's not on. really the story I was going to tell. I was just using that as an example of how many different things he used to get me into. And it seemed like a weekly thing with the certain guys that I work with, whether it be Paul or Bucky or Sean Feeney or whoever. But at this particular time, you know, I was still kind of new on the ships and it was another instance where I had to give the key back to the cruise director. And I can't remember, I think we're in the cruise director's cabin or maybe it was down in deck two where, where Paul Hopper was in a room. He was the DJ at the time. And they, and I went in to the room where three guys were sitting there, three or four guys were all around this TV. And then they paused the TV real quick. And I walked in, I'm like, here's the keys. And then they all started busting out laughing. They, on the TV, it was frozen. And it looked like a moon with a bunch of craters and holes. And they were laughing, cracking up, saying, ha, 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 ha. And I was like, what? So funny. And they're like, have you ever seen a porno, Kelly? And I was like, well, not really, because I really hadn't. I was like, what are you guys doing? I really thought it was the moon. <laughs> like, as oh, as just, Kelly sits down just, in a chair and goes, play. Okay. They're just getting me again, you know? And then I see like a hand. It looks like a hand. Like, it's hard to explain this because it's going to be a podcast. Kind of got to see it. But it was like a hand, three hands, and the moon moving. And they're like, do you know what this is? And they're slow motion in it and all cracking up because I don't know what it is. Well, when they finally turned it on and I saw what it was, 
first of all, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe people do that. Where's he putting his hand? Where's this man putting his hand? And they're all cracking up because I'm just like shocked. And I'm like, don't show me that. That's horrible. You know? And I was mortified. And I just went back to my cabin. I told my roommate at the time, Jamie, I was like, you're watching porn. And this guy was doing this stuff with this girl. There's all these hands. And he's fast forward to the Welcome Aboard show. And of course, Paul and Jeff Martin was the cruise director. They just thought it was hilarious. And so we're up there during the Welcome Aboard show. We have probably a couple thousand people. You know, a lot of everybody came to the Welcome Aboard show. So we had a big audience. The cruise staff basically comes out and gives a little introduction. And I'm standing by Paul Vogel on one side and Jeff Martin on the other side because he was at the end of the line and I was there too. And I'm saying, oh, I'm Kelly from the Winter Strawberry Capital, Plate City, Florida. Come see me, da 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 da, shuffleboard this week or whatever. And then it gets to Paul and he does his introduction. And at the end of it, he goes to the passengers. And when you guys see me around this week and he turns right to me, he goes, I want you to give me that secret little handshake (laughs) (laughs) everywhere you go. Well, I was like, oh, shit. And then Jeff, then it's Jeff's turn to talk. And he pretty much reaffirms what Paul says and says, that's right. When you see us this week. Give us that sweet little handshake (laughs) all week long. Every passenger on the ship, we might be at the gangway in the morning. Hey, you guys, (laughs) they would give us all week long. They were giving us the porno handshake. They had no idea what they were doing. Hey, what is that? What is that? (laughs) All week long. It just became the biggest joke. Oh, my God. And it, it changed me forever. So I'll change for that. And I will never forget that story. So thank you, Jeff and Paul. Yeah, they were always trying to oh, shock me. Introduction to Porn 101. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the way you want to be introduced to porn. I'm, I'm thinking, no, no. So Not at all. I don't know what is it with porn on ships, but when I was on Song of America and we were going into a dry dock. So if you had your own TV, because at that time, Song of America didn't have TVs, uh, uh, especially not in crew areas. But if you had your TV, you could plug in to kind of like the the network and the radio room could play movies like late night, like movies for that that we could watch. And we it was during a dry dock. So what did the chief radio <laughs> officer do? He's put on porn so that <laughs> the crew could watch porn after midnight. <laughs> uh, oh, let's just say that the captain was not happy when obviously people went and started complaining. Uh, I remember uh, that. And there was only right. like five channels. You're like, flick, 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 flick. Oh, back, back. Where's that? Where, okay. And they brought the big VCR tapes back then. It was the big VCR tape. So I guess they had to bring it on the ship like that. I don't know. Funny. That that reminds me, you know, going back into the uh, um, um, the video room, like where Bill Mudiak and JD and stuff work. You know, they made all of the weekend review tapes and all that. They would have that in there, and they would have the big decks of you know stuff. But they would have on their TV like a little porn thing. But they had control over everything, so they could go. It was like a record scratching, ricker ricker ricker. But it was like. <laughs> And they're like, look at this. This is funny. And we're like, the heck are you doing? I don't get the idea. Straight guys watching porn together. That just doesn't make sense to me. Two guys watching porn. Yeah, I, I think I it's know. more like, let me borrow it when you're done. Probably my most interesting time when I was hostess, um, going into another story, is when I think I was on. I don't know if it was Majesty or Song of America. Captain Moen was the captain. 
if you guys remember him. I think maybe it was Song of America Bermuda Run. Back then I was hostess and the hostess would get the list of what groups were coming on the ship. You go over it and then part of your job is to go into the cocktail parties and just be like a hostess and welcome them and, you know, just smooth with the um with the company, the visitors. And I remember this one group, it said like um, Sally's group. And I thought, oh, it's probably a girl's girls group. It'll be fun. You know, I'm going to go down there. So here I go. I go into this, this um, lounge, which was the disco at the time. Maybe it was a sovereign. And I go in there and all of a sudden, now this was when cross-dressing was not big. Um, you didn't really hear a lot about open cross-dressing. I walk into the cocktail party and it's husbands and wives and all the men are cross-dressers. Oh my so God. So <laughs> I walk in, it's couples that have been married for 20, 20 years. One was an old, really older couple that had been married forever. And I'm sure and, they, at this time, they were probably in their early fifties. And they were all drinking and I was like, okay, how do I handle this one? Okay, welcome aboard, you know? And then they all started telling me their stories. There was one older lady who was singing Papa Don't Preach to me and saying, um, I'm keeping my baby secret. She was singing the Madonna song to me and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then they were all drinking. But then it was so weird because then the next day I met them all. And then, and one was kind of dressed like Cher. She was really pretty. The next day I see them and they're all going golfing together dressed like men. It was kind of like, okay, hi guys, you know? And I knew that it was them. Their wives were like, they told me all their stories. I learned a lot about it. But then it was time for the captain's cocktail party because it was the first night of the cruise. So the men decided to dress as women for the cocktail party. And, you know, as the hostess, you're standing with the, you know, very, the stature of the Norwegian Mr. captain. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right? Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Are well, first right, of all, right. what the heck do you say? Yeah. But I was with Captain Moen. He was very traditional. You know, I think you guys have talked about him on a couple of your podcasts with his hair. He had a very oh, fancy yes. toupee. Yeah. Yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. older. He refused to touch him. He, when he saw that they were dressed as women, he was wow. like, I will not touch them. That is so weird, you know. And <laughs> yeah. so here again, I was stuck in this weird position where I was like, okay, right this way, and like trying to get him to go through and make sure that the women were the ones who touched his hand, and then he even walked away. You should have gave him your secret handshake. (laughs) (laughs) And it it was so awkward. I was like, oh, dear Lord. What are, you know, how am I going to get through this one? Back then, you just didn't see that. You, you did, I don't remember ever coming across somebody that if it wasn't for like Halloween or something like that, but you you just you just didn't see it on board people, you know, uh, cross-dressing. You, you didn't see it. I mean, and looking back on it now, I admire them for being who they are, but it definitely for a 23-year-old girl was put in a very awkward position that... <laughs> You didn't really know how to handle it. And I mean, if you think about it, that's ballsy to do that on a ship. It's one thing at home or like you go to like certain areas where I guess they they got together and did that type of thing. But on a ship full of people, it's that's pretty ballsy back in the, the early 90s. They they were not alone. They were not out there on their own doing it. They they were with people that were like minded and doing it together. Yeah. And I really learned that. I mean, I guess. These men, from talking to them, they really love their wives. They love being married. They loved having their kids. They just like to dress up as women sometimes. So Gotta let your freak flag fly. <laughs> it was an education, once again, that I learned on ships. So I'll tell uh, you, and this is what we've told people over and over again, and especially when you meet other people that have not worked on ships, and we've 
talked about this in the past, how you just grow so much working on ships because you're exposed to so many different cultures and people and every and everybody gets along and you make it work. And you wouldn't you wouldn't get that staying at home if you had stayed in Plant City. And, and this was on the Song of America. I think it was the Song of America. They all start blending in together. You know what? What is up with the Song of America now? Like my <laughs> my last ship was the Song of America. That was my last contract for it before I before I left. There was the freakiest sexual stuff on, on that ship, and I don't remember a lot about the ship or really the people that I hung out with. But there was there was a dancer. Her trick was t- <laughs> her talent was like they're like, hey Scott, come in. And, and I was a production manager, and I was like. You shouldn't be telling me this. I don't want to see this. And they're like, no, you got to watch this. Come down here. So I go down to the end of the hall and her, her talent was, one of her talents was put a shot glass next to her ankle and pee down her leg and fill the shot glass up. And I'm like, oh, that's, wow. that's nasty. And then, and then, you know, uh, like, you know, backstage getting ready and stuff, you know, I walk in and telling, you know, calling, uh, getting ready for the show and stuff. And they were talking about, and this is, this is the first time that I've heard the term golden shower. And they were like, how nice and warm it is and all this, they were descriptive on this whole thing. And I'm like, the fuck is wrong with these people but there was stuff like that all the time i would have to agree i remember on the song of america i had a cruise director once um without saying any names and another odd position for kelly to be in his (laughs) wife was coming on the ship and he actually called me into his office because i was his acd to tell me to please keep his mistress busy uh, for the week because it's going to be hard for her this week because his wife was going to be on. Is he, is he still, oh uh, is he still with us or no longer with us? He's no longer with us, but I know he was a guy. great I know, guy. I know you're talking about. He was a great guy, but once again, here was small town Kelly. Yeah. Okay, boss, I guess I'll, I'll do and the best is, I can. And this was Song of America. Yeah. Cause Song of America was my first ship. And again, my first contract and we're having a party in a cabin and two people go off. And I think I, I mentioned this and it was a, a crew staff person and a purser. They go, go have sex. We, I didn't call him, but somebody in our cabin called that cabin. He picked up the phone and put it down so we could all listen in <laughs> to him having sex with the other person. And I was oh. just like, Oh my God. I, I'm like, why? I was like floored. I guess maybe I was naive too, because I was just floored. And I'm like, but I, I don't know. I just was not interested in listening to other people having sex. I was like, no, I think yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Kelly, that, that same, that same person also was like that on the, on uh, the Monarch and, and some other stuff. And not even only that one did it. There was a few of people in different positions high up that did that. And, you know, yeah. what was, what was weird. I mean, you know, that was wrong. And, and as weird as that was the, corporate offices you know they had to know about all this stuff too because some of them would hey my you know my wife is coming on and my girl that i'm seeing on here she's got to go cover a vacation or somewhere else on another ship so the juggling to to have that that girl you know go to another ship for three weeks or whatever you know whenever they come on and then to come back after you know they left was and everybody was like you know eh yeah, but you have to remember a lot of those shoreside people worked on ships. So they understood what was going on. I didn't judge anyone for it. I just didn't like being in those positions sometimes where yeah. you feel like, well, I guess it's 
mm-hmm. my boss and they're telling me to do this. So but, that's super uncomfortable. Yeah. That's just like, oh, geez. Like, how, you know, oh, God, that's just so awkward. Probably Thankfully, now. If I was my age now, I'd probably tell right. them to go, you know yeah. what? Like, yeah. <laughs> but we were young. None yeah, of because, us because they're making their problem your problem. But that yeah. was another uh, interesting time. And, well, well, that's the danger, right? If the if the crew on board get to know the wife, because if the wife sails often enough, it's gonna come out. It's gonna slip somehow because everybody gets likes the wife and feels like somebody's got to tell her because this isn't this isn't right. Anonymous you know? note or you know anonymous mm-hmm. call or something like that. Yeah, but that's, that was just so because it's so common. I mean, the amount of times we all witnessed it that one of our bosses or somebody else would you know messing around the whole time all of a sudden the wife comes on for a couple of weeks and it's like nobody says anything and everybody's quiet and it's it, it's Super it is uncomfortable. Really, yeah well it's, it's uncomfortable it's but it's like in a weird way it's acceptable and everybody knows it yes. nobody says anything everybody goes about their deal and like you said it's just quiet and hush hush and then after after it's back then everybody's like back and friendly and doing you know it's like return to normal it's totally weird but i think for like i know that there's at least one of my at least one person is a really good friend of mine who listens all the time and he never worked on ships but he likes the stories and he likes hearing them Mm -hmm. so i think that would be interesting to somebody who was like wow that's pretty crazy that that went on even though it was common i mean you're right it was like it's a bizarre world that those things happen and we are like oh yeah that's that's par for the course it's normal we're even though it makes us uncomfortable it's common we all we all know what happens maybe it's, it doesn't so much now i don't know i know in the old days it really did happen they have a lot more rules now yeah, yeah I bet well you. i think it's yeah, also it's but it's also now that it's very easier to get caught nowadays than back then people have cameras in their hands Anybody can snap a picture at any moment and text it to somebody else right away. So it's you, you know, before you could sneak around, nobody, nobody's had a camera that they were taking pictures of you or anything like that, you know? So it was, it was a lot easier to get away with it back then than now. Now it's like, yeah, you're on 24 seven. Hey Kelly, uh, have any other cool stories? Well, uh, another story that I'm not so proud of is once when I was hostess, I decided to go to Carlos and Charlie's with a group of people at someone's birthday. Uh-oh. And back then we carried those beepers, you know, yeah. so you had to, yeah. and the hostess was always on call. If something happened, uh, you handled a lot of different stuff. Kind of hard and, to be on call and come back to the ship from Carlos and Charlie's. <laughs> yeah. There, but nothing usually happened, but this particular night we were there. I think we stayed there till like early evening. And we had went and, you know, it was, it was balls out that day. Like we were hanging upside down by the waiters doing shots and getting wasted. And I got a um, beep to get back to the ship as an emergency. A gentleman had died. It's not funny. Not funny. Rest in peace. But I was (laughs) wasted. And one of my jobs was to like pack the family, console the family. Well, I was seeing like, I was seeing like four people and I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm sorry for you, sorry for your loss. You know, lose your bags, I'll pack you up. It was train wreck city, but I made it through. Now that video, I I wouldn't mind seeing. Another bad moment, but I remember, just remember them like, well, he had a heart attack. You know, he was at Carlos and Charlie's. I was like, how is that Carlos and Charlie? I did, I did shots (laughs) off of his belly. Yeah, he came back to the ship and had a heart attack, passed away. And I had to like pack his family and eat 
try to console yeah. him when I just I was about to fall asleep, actually, because I was so wasted. But that was not a proud moment. But that, that was just an example. Another thing the hostess had to do is like if there was a medical emergency, they sometimes would ask you to report to the hospital. And I remember one time this older lady had eaten a big chunk of steak and she was choking and they were taking her down. It was another time when I was drinking. And you know, those older English security guys, you know, they were just like, well, I just remember them like giving this lady like the Heimlich or whatever. And this piece of steak shot across the floor (laughs) and he went and picked up the steak and said, why were you trying to chew this thing? Like, this is so bad. <laughs> that was another moment that I was like, okay, let me just try to smooth this over a little bit. It's okay. You know, did you enjoy the steak? <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say. I was so naive. You want me to cut so, that up for you? Yeah, yeah. Let me cut that in half for you. <laughs> she didn't go to the dining room the rest of the week. I kind of felt bad, but I guess, I mean, this steak was huge and it's sharp. It was, oh I was my just God. like, oh my God. As <laughs> awful as that is, just the picture of it, is really funny like for me it's just hysterical well i couldn't believe he picked it up off the floor (laughs) put it in a cup took it to her and said why are you trying to swallow this big piece honey you gotta chew it up you know they had no no filter some of those officers so uh that was another moment i was like well it's not that big of a bite it's okay you know (laughs) what do you you say that was another time probably the other moments were just all the moments in the shows where we would play games to get through like all the different shows and like uh i used to do a number with steven ennis and he would always try to break me up to laugh and he would bring stuff out like we had there was a part where we would grab each other's hand and i remember him one time bringing a tampon out during the show and opened tampon and like putting in my hand when he, and I didn't know what it was at first I thought but you can't drop it because you're on stage and there's an audience this and is one of those games that I was referring to pass the coin and stuff like stuff like that yeah pass a tampon and nobody knows but every time you do a line you hit you hand it off and something and I was saying beauty and the beast was spark and he would always try to try to make me laugh and he'd put broccoli in his teeth when we'd have to get real close together and then smile in my face or yeah just so many moments like that so now that you're you, how long have you been in NCL now um going on about four years so was there what did you do in between leaving Royal and NCL right I did some property management okay mostly. Uh, I know about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, now that you're at NCL, did you get to go on board to put the shows on then? I you know. Actually, I work in the costume area now. So uh-huh. I deal with um, getting the costumes ready to go on the ships and stuff um, mm-hmm. in the costume shop. Actually, they call it a costume warehouse because it's huge. If you guys saw this place, you would be amazed. What ship was it that had the spaceships that we had to drive? Well, that was a majesty. High stars. Oh, I had to do that once and I hit some people with it. It was horrible. <laughs> Did you ever do that? Like when they weren't working right, they would just start descending and like hit a passenger on the head. It was we like have- a balloon, but... We had the, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but we had rubber bands. Remember like when you were in school with the rubber bands and the, and the, um, uh, uh, paper clips where you would paper, make, they, yeah, you know, fold up. we'd try to shoot them for, cause we were backstage and they would come and there was two of them and they would come and just do, you know, this around this, the space scene. And then they would kind of go back up, but we would peek out of the side and try to shoot them down. <laughs> In the audience, not, not even realizing that the paper clip was going to hit him in the fall on somebody. So, but yeah, I still have a wasn't high that, Wasn't that Imaginique that that was in? Was that yeah. the show? 
Yeah, it was part of uh, it was the opening for uh, Wild Women Do. They oh, remember the uh, the part where that was is where they came in on roller skates on little ramps and they went around with flags and stuff. And when they oh, that while they were doing the flags, the flying saucers came down and then went that was also a thing in ships. Oh, nobody's running the spaceship tonight. You got to go do it, Kelly. What? I don't, I've never done that. Yeah, and you made oh, like a hundred a hundred like, bucks every time you did it or something. Yeah, it's like a remote control. You can do it, no problem. The things we always did on ships, it's like, oh, this person about somebody step in and do it. You had to do it. it, it, it there was no choice. You just had to step in and take over for people when, yeah. when somebody was out or something happened. Christian has passed out. Kelly, can you run spotlight yeah. for, you know, for imagining? Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. Kelly, so uh, any any more fun stories? But I do remember that monkey that those people had in one of the um, cabins. Remember that? The gauchos? Wasn't it in, oh, it was oh. the gauchos. I thought it was a music. I thought it was a, 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 a magician, but no, it was the gauchos that had one. Yeah, I remember the cabins. Oh, I think they had a monkey, and then they had a bird or a couple of uh, the white birds. Yes, but yeah, I remember. I remember that monkey, and it was mean. All in that cabin together: the monkey, (laughs) the bird, a couple family members, three or four of them. You know, you just never know. You would walk in that thing, and it would like it was a it was a pissed off little monkey that if it didn't know you, it would throw its feces at you. And but wouldn't you be pissed off if you were stuck in a cabin all day? Probably so. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be pissed off if they left me in a cabin for the people. Like you know, the 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 people would the that act would go off, and somebody would come on and move into that cabin. And it doesn't matter how well you clean that cabin, you can smell animal in that cabin. Oh, and they yes. would be like, I'm not freaking staying in here. You better put me up on the sweet deck or something until <laughs> you, you know, suck out all of the animal smell out of this thing. Uh, it was bad. Did you ever do like a cabin? Uh, we used to do the the checking the cabins when you were a crew or Brad. Um, what is it? What inspection? Cabin inspections. Yeah, like cabin inspections. Weekend inspections, right. Yeah. Um, did you ever do any one of those that had an animal in it? Me? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't remember ever finding anything weird. I really don't. No? <laughs> anything weird that was not unexpected. I mean, oh, I, I assumed that there would be weird things, but I, I, I have no, no recall of anything eventful on a cabinet inspection. I do remember those nights. So I remember maybe it was Song of America again, because you know how it could get rough sometimes. Being late at night, like people in their cabin sleeping, and the Filipinos would come knock on your door to put the um, porthole down because it was going to be rough weather. And you would see exactly who was in each other's rooms at that point in time because <laughs> you'd have to go in the hallway and see if you're like, oh, they must be dating or they, they must be dating. But that was so weird to me. You'd be sleeping and they'd knock on your door, coming in. You'd have to get out of bed for them to put that porthole down. Really? Yeah, I remember that happened like two or three times on the Song of America. Wow, that's bizarre. But that, you know, that comment about that's whenever there was an emergency and people, especially in the middle of the night, whenever there was an emergency in the middle of the night, that's when you knew who was doing who. Because you'd have people coming out of these cabins that you're like, hey, I didn't know this was going on. And and that used to happen all the time that all the, the jig is up. When, when an emergency happened, everybody found out, uh, you know, what was going on. Yeah, I remember like my second week on, I had met this Turkish waiter. He was so cute. And I thought, oh, he's so cute, dreamy, you know, you're young, 21. Then I find out from his friends, oh, he's married. Don't don't mess with him. He's married. It was like yeah. it was like a normal thing, you know, that 
happen on ships. And that was another thing that made me grow up a lot quicker. We're getting to the end of the podcast here. Um, do you have anything, anything else you want to share? Just that being on ships was so wonderful. I think um, if there's any young people out there thinking about doing it, they should do it. Like we pretty much have said, it's just such a great place where everybody pulls together and you're such a great team and you jump in and do whatever that I wish the world was like that. We had like, you know, 90 or 70 nationalities on board, whatever the number was. Everybody for the most part got along very well. Uh, there, There was no, I don't ever recall having a political discussion when I worked on board. Like we just didn't care about it. It wasn't important. It was just about the harmony of people getting along and working together and doing whatever it took, you know, to, you know, to get it done. We worked with all these different nationalities, all these different cultures, you know, all these different religions, and it didn't matter one mm-hmm. bit. And generally speaking, it went so smoothly. And you're right. I think a lot of people would learn a lot from working on a ship just even for six months. And it's it's just amazing what how your eyes will open up uh, to what the world should be like. Living in the yeah. moment and just having fun in the moment. It never was in an argument. I mean, maybe a, a, a warm discussion, but it never ended bad. It always, 100% of the time, ended in, let's go to the crew bar, I'll buy the first drink. Let's go to the disco, I'll buy the first drink. And what's funny is, you know, you do six months or, or you know, six months, eight months, nine months on, on a ship. At the end of your contract, you are so freaking ready to get off the ship and go home. And you've got all these plans and, you know, what is it, like eight weeks or something that you're off? eight weeks. And then you go home for a week and, you know, you sleep for the first three, four days. (laughs) And then you go seeing everybody. And then most of your vacation, you cannot wait to leave and go back. You come off the ship and people want to kill each other and fight. And everything you see on the news is murders and stabs and, and, you know, all burning, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's so funny to me that we all couldn't wait to get back on our ships to go see our family, our new family. Well, I want to, I want to touch on, I want to touch on what Kelly said, because uh, just, just to expand on that a little bit, um, you and I both came from, you know, small towns and, and, uh, relatively sheltered uh, (laughs) uh, growing up. And um, one of the great things about working on ships is, of course, all the people that you meet and being being with these other people, you get to do things that you normally wouldn't have done on your own. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought of this or I wouldn't have have taken this adventure if not if I hadn't been with someone that's like, hey, basically figuratively got me by the hand and said, let's go and do this. You know, it should be mandatory that you leave the U.S. and you get out and meet a lot of these people before you have assets and cars and payments and mortgage. Make sure you leave the country and and go explore and everything. I'll give you a perfect example really fast. Um, Jeff Arpin was the guy who took me, at, like uh, you know, by the, by the hand and and shoved me basically out the door. Small boy from Oklahoma never really did anything. My first part of that was, hey, you're backstage. You're you're going to represent the backstage. So in the welcome aboard show, you, we want you to go out there and say, hey, this is Scott from I'm from Oklahoma. This is what I do backstage and and stuff like that. First time going on the stage, you know, you're looking at 1,200 people. And then once I was comfortable with that, now you've got that. Now you're on for big time. And he took me up to the pool deck and made me call Simon Says on the pool deck. 
with 2000 people. And that scared the bejesus out of me for about, for about 15 minutes. And then it was awesome. Jeff Arfin was the guy who pulled me by the hand, pulled me out of the box and shoved me on the open swimmer, swimmer drown type of thing. And Uh Eric's had enough of you. (laughs) (laughs) Connections. So there's probably some connections and stuff going on today, but there he is. is. Like Eric and I'm out. No, my internet went out. Sorry about that. I don't know. Awesome. Everybody just froze. So I have no idea what you talked about. I'm sure it was fantastic. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's been so much fun to catch up. It's only been about 20 to 30 years or something like that. Thanks guys once again and keep doing what you're doing. I love it. I love it. Great to see you again. Thank you, Kelly. Take care. Ciao. That was cool. That was good. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. 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 That was good. The porno, the handshake. Yeah. Oh, that's show title oh right God. there. I, I love it when the show title emerges in the first story. Just yeah. boom. That's it. Yeah. Kelly Powell, the secret handshake. Uh, it's a handshake. <laughs> hey, everyone. The ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!